0: Hi and welcome back to the Village Trader Podcast. I'm your host Njabulin Zabandi. This podcast is aimed at helping new and experienced traders navigate the market and learn from other traders. In this week's episode, I'm chatting with Kulufe Longwana, a developing forex trader, chatting, up, chatting to us about his experience. This is episode number 36. Please enjoy our conversation. Good afternoon, Kulufe man. How are you doing?
1: No, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm trying and uh, yeah, everything is okay.
0: Yeah. How are you? I would as well, man, can't complain, can't complain too much, you know, colour kind of yeah. So <laughs>
1: yeah, True, <laughs> true death, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Man, uh, quickly just take me through the, your, your journey into the, into, into the market and what attracted you into, into trading in the first place?
1: Um, I think it started in two, late 2018. I right. uh, just after my, I had a, a health issue. So I was in hospital for a good six months. And obviously because you are alone, you're isolated. In my condition, I had to be isolated. Then I ran through some things and, um, you know, social media, you see ads and everything like that. And I was like, shoo, okay. Um, so there is a way of making money in this way. Mm-hmm. And... In any case, I was really interested. I'm I'm more of a person who likes knowing how things are done and how things work. Sometimes I'll get interested in certain things just to understand how they work and just leave them, not because I wanna make them part of my life per se. Mm -hmm. Um, But with this one, uh, it really caught my attention and I started doing my own research and background. Um, Then um, the very same year, I started, I opened my account. I think my first account was this other broker. Uh, okay, I won't mention the name. <laughs> then <laughs> there was a, just a lot. You know, you know you, when you have a broker that sometimes manipulates your trades and everything like that. And when I started trading, to be quite honest with you, I had no knowledge about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just asked, I just did my background check, as I said. And you realize that there are certain people that run um, signal services, um, you buy a signal and they, take you, they tell you to take the trade and manage it in this way, take profits and so on and so forth. Then with the little knowledge that I had, I went into, the, I think that the guy was not even in South Africa if I remember well, right? And yeah, we made good profits, we made good profits, but. You know, with profits and with lack of understanding in terms of psychology of trading, you tend to want to expose yourself more, especially when you've had a good run of profits with that particular person at that time. Then started to have more exposure to my, my account and eventually blew. When it blew, again, touching on the psychology part, your refund. You find your account again, but you're not going with a clear mind. You're going with that mind of, I want to make that money that I just lost and more. And I Mm -hmm. did that, and I blew a account. So I don't know how many accounts I've blew. um, (laughs) And (laughs) after that, uh, I was like, no, man, I I need to understand this. And I need to understand how. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, um, Without reading much about it, because I didn't have, with the type of profession that I'm in, um i i can't really spend a lot of time in front of the computer i think it was in 2019 if i remember well, where um i was invited by by jose he said we must go to the JSE. you guys were hosting something there with the simons and we came there and you know started to understand certain things about also investing and I was like, no, I need to really take this into, um, have it have some seriousness towards this. Mm-hmm. And I started reading some books, you know, strategies there and there. Read about you read about, about chat patterns, but you don't really know how to put it together because you are trying to to teach yourself by yourself alone.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: so yeah. I've never had really a mentor in my at some point. Um, so to say, and you know, collecting PDFs then there you find some 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 ebook, someone saying, No, I've, I've actually compiled this free ebooks so or read this and that. But still it didn't really give you an understanding as to or rather give me an understanding as to how this thing works. Then um, I stopped funding accounts mm-hmm. eventually in 2019. That's when I realized I've made like huge, huge because now when you look back and you're like, yeah, I've had this account. One thousand dollar loan. I've had this account five hundred dollars blown. By the time you com- you combine that money, you're like, wow, <laughs> so much money is gone, and I can't really account for it because I don't mm-hmm. even know where it went. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I-, I pulled back. I started becoming more active on Twitter, and this one time I saw a a post by, by oh yes. So what I would do to see the post. Um, It was accidental, you know, so I'd go on Twitter and and check for a a hashtag, for instance, hashtag USDJPY and see what other people are thinking. And that's when you see, like, people all over the world and different strategies as well, Mm -hmm. you know? Fine. Then I saw this other one called um, FX Action, and I realized that it was on a different platform. It was on a Discord. Mm -hmm. And I joined Discord. When I joined... uh, the Discord group, I realized that it's a community of traders that are um, are doing their own thing. Some are Mm -hmm. professional traders. Some are handling even bigger accounts. So I was just a spectator in the group for quite some time. And I also tried to contribute where I could um, because they didn't really have like specific people that they wanted. Like whoever is part of the community could be just anything. So the rule is that you send yours, your setups, your befores and afters when you can. You, you, you hardly send your profits because they don't want to see that because they know that there are no traders like me at the time um, yeah. who might be influenced about what you're making and also make them make wrong decisions, oh, right? Okay. And first things first, I left Instagram or oh, I, I really unfollowed everyone that was a trader on Instagram. <laughs> also with my Twitter account, I did that. Then I started focusing on one thing, the community. And I realized different strategies that people were, were trade with, were posting and everything like that. But the one in particular that caught my attention was a supply and demand, you know, trading zones and everything like that. And what I liked about it is that what in the in the little reading that I did, that you would understand how a day trader is like, how a scalp is like. How a swing trader or a position trader like, and you had to look into your life and try to see as to where can you best fit in and i was like i would love to be a position trader at some point but for now let me start where i can and i started to day trading eventually with them we hope that i'll be which now i think they progress in there then but obviously i knew quite a few things so i would re. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take someone's setup and try to plot all the markings that they have mm-hmm. so that I I sort of try to understand because at the time I didn't have any course that I attended. I didn't have any information about it and everything like that. Then that was 2009 and I met this gent called Ross. Um, I, I mostly trade with so it was accidental as well so he posted something um a chart on on twitter and when he posted that chart i was like i've seen this chart in the group in the community before or, or rather how they've executed the your 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 the plotting of, of of things there and i contacted him i was like hey man i, I like your work i really respect the strategy i love it a bit. You know, uh, because it really gives you a, a different outlook, and it removes you away from the from the desk, and also tempering with your with your with your trades as they're running. Then he's like, "No, man, actually, i I'm, I'm I want a few guys that I can work with." Uh, I was like, "No, sharp, I'm I'm, I'm happy with that." And we started having classes from for free for 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 a, for a good six months and he was like i hey, guys i've given you enough information and knowledge um trading is, is alone as jenny so in as much as i can teach you but i can't help you understand certain things you will have to, to do that by yourself mm-hmm. and that was june 2020 so i started profiting started profiting and profiting and profiting without quantifying um my losses in all the accounts that I have blown, but I was getting the sense that in a way I am breaking even to the losses, right? Mm -hmm. And I realized that to remain consistent is to understand why am I doing what I am doing and why should I do it in this way? Mm -hmm. And even when I find myself in groups, multiple groups, people have different strategies and everything like that because of the exposure to the community that has different traders executing different trades at a different time. It really brought out that maturity in me that you shouldn't be influenced by what you see. If it doesn't fit into your plan and how you look at things, then just look at it as someone doing their own thing, just in your presence. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we continued and continued and continued, even now. so. With the group that he had started at that time, um, I think we were twenty, and eventually, obviously, people fall off. Uh, you know, sometimes when people you give them things for free, like that, yeah. or they never really see the value that they that that information carries mm-hmm. um, until such a point they decide to try and see. So, from twenty, it's the four of us left now, and we've been pushing and pushing in our separate ways and also when we see opportunities because we almost speak the same language in as far as trading is concerned, we do share, and share charts, especially long-term views uh, mm-hmm. based on how we trade. And up until today where I find myself being, I still call myself an advanced trader, but yeah, I'm getting somewhere <laughs> with all the efforts that I have, um, head and with all the journey, as I've experienced
0: oh, Okay. No, I can. Yeah, that's, a, that's a quite an interesting story, man. Um, you, you mentioned that uh, you, you know, in the beginning, just like uh, pretty much, I suppose, everybody, you've been blowing accounts on a consistent basis rather than making profits. With the benefit of yeah. hindsight, what, what what are some of the key things that you, you think caused you to keep blowing an account, account without necessarily seeing uh, um, what was going wrong to change it? Then obviously uh, you've changed some of the things now, and what are what are some of the new things that have made you transition from being a consistent loser to now starting to to gather some 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 profits on a more consistent basis?
1: Uh, okay, I'll try also to try to push it back a bit. I think one thing that that really frustrated me, particularly with signal buying, for instance, mm-hmm. right, and I'll take it. What to do to when you have charts as well. With signal buying, it's, it's more like buy at current market price, SL 10 pips
0: mm-hmm.
1: and TP 100 pips, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what you're going to set. But you don't really know what informs that person to do, to tell you whatever that they're telling you. Yeah. And you will obviously, because of maybe some few trades that you've worn before, Um, you would expose yourself even more, meaning now you're not even calculating how much you are standing to lose. You're just looking at the gaining and gaining and gaining. So that instant gratification thing just gets to you and you want to execute as you can. Second to that is that not everything can be traded. Um, At that time, I thought everything could be traded and there was no specific rules as to how do you approach a particular pair or instrument, for instance, if we're having metals like gold and silver, Mm -hmm. you would go with the very same lot size that you would use in a particular um, forex pair. And that for me was another danger that I realized afterwards. Um, With moving away from signals, um, when you have people sending you also um, charts, until you understand what the chart is saying to you by just looking at it, without any re, uh, written information and so on and so forth. That was one of the things that I think I suffered from because I couldn't really understand. Um, there were rules in terms of understanding what is there, what is likely to be a head and shoulder, what should you see or what should you not see. Mm-hmm. So even if your signal provider is wrong, because not everyone would know everything in this five market you would not know how to control that. You would just go with whatever that they are giving you. And you don't know because you don't know as to how do you protect yourself from any eventualities, especially that goes against you. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. to them, they know that their buffer or rather their cushion could be that these people are buying signals. If it's 500 people buying signals at 1,500, because I think the last signal that I put I was buying for $64,15 a month. They know that they can always rebuild their, their, their accounts and so on and so forth. And for me, especially you rely on the study, you need to figure out as to how am I going to get this. Mm-hmm. And so I had to learn. I had to learn and I had to control my thinking around trading. Uh, I, I needed to be realistic with that, it's probabilities. Mm-hmm. And as many books would always say, it's a zero-sums game. For one to win, one has to lose. So you have to choose as to which which side are you, right? And obviously mm-hmm. that, that side doesn't doesn't depend on you only. It depends also on the market and how it works. But what is more important, or what I'm trying to get to, is that I needed to understand as to if I am the on the losing side in this zero-sums game, mm-hmm. how much of losses do I intend? To experience and what informs those losses and how will I overcome those losses? You get what I mean. So mm-hmm. yeah, it it had more to do with me understanding how the market really works from a psychological point of view because you can in the in the very same rate that I could make. I remember this one time I flipped a hundred dollars in a week and I flipped it to one thousand dollars.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like wow means <laughs> I'm getting the hang of this thing it didn't take me long to blow that $1,000 In the very same in the next week I blew the thousand dollars and I couldn't understand I was like I could have just withdrawn and started with another hundred maybe I would have had a different strategy in terms of exposing myself to the market but mm-hmm. look at myself now. and so I had to self-critic as much as it's not nice but I had to have to have that willpower and courage to self-critique myself as you, you lost because of you did this and that. The market didn't do anything. It's expected that the market would be manipulated if it's manipulated. It would have some reaction due to macroeconomics and so on and so forth. But in that happening, because we know that it's supposed to happen, you were also part to exposing your account in the way that you shouldn't have, and now you've blown. So that in itself, started to bring out a a more responsible person in me or or rather as a trader and say, you know what, Um, you shouldn't do this, you never do this. And I've I've sort of created rules because of the many people that I know trading. I have created sort of rules to protect myself from just being influenced by whatever that they come with towards me so that I still maintain in the way that I have set those rules, and even when I have made a mistake or things go against me, I can go back and reflect and say, uh, "It's because of this and that." Oh, okay. Now we learn. We don't. We're not only taking it as a, as a as a loss, but we're also taking it as a lesson. So yeah.
0: No. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. And then yeah. And then uh, I suppose you know, listening to you. Uh, um, Risk management was one of the key things that you know was a you know shift in in terms of um, from from being a consistently losing trader into now gathering more profits on a constant basis. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, true. Okay, so um, take me through your your approach into into the market and your strategy, including the rules that you you just alluded to.
1: Okay, so I I trade. Um, Supply and demand, Um, that's my core strategy, um, including other chat patterns, but those chat patterns would be more informative in in a sense of where are we likely um, to go to or how are we going to get to those um, area of interest for me. So I really don't complicate my my trading. Um, It's just the clear mechanical way where I don't use indicators I use really nothing except for my head and looking at what the, the market has left as information for me to consider. Mm-hmm. So um, I know many, many, I because of trying to teach myself how to trade, that has also helped me to, uh, in a way, help me by exposing me to other strategies and I took just a few things that I felt that they could work. For instance, in Elliott where you see um, certain waves, how they are counted or corrections in their ABCs and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So that was some of the things. So so those were some of the things that were were things that I took from other strategies and tried to infuse in my own strategy so that I understand certain things, right? Mm -hmm. So supply and demand, um, with a bit of chat patterns like your head and shoulders, Quasimotos, you know, um, um, whip but those are not really done okay quite often. Um, and I'm a, I'm a swing trader. Um, I only look at higher time frames for me to, to get involved in certain trades. Uh, I would look at your weekly
0: mm-hmm.
1: and when I see a particular zone that is likely to be something um, or worth trading, then I would move lower to the to the to the other time frames. And in understanding that the market happens in fractals, it has taught me that we might be at a certain level but because of we still moving to the level that I desire to get involved in. I might, in a way, trade in an opposite side that I intend to trade in, just mm-hmm. so that we cover that. Right. So you might find that the weekly. <clears throat> still in a downtrend um, but the market needs to correct on daily or H four maybe i might get involved in that and still continue with what i've seen based on the weekly uh, my rules are quite simple uh, i don't like complicating things um, once the market <clears throat> proves that that zone is not the one i never force to make it the one so i don't trade what i think i trade what i see mm-hmm. and in terms of risk management as well, I, I try to not expose myself too much. Uh, I'm still working on the percentages. <laughs> sometimes it's 2%, sometimes it's 5%. It depends on the, on, on the confidence, I would think. And mm-hmm. I think I need to work on that because I use the word confidence loosely in this way because sometimes it could be that you're trying to make, to prove a point that it should be in this way. So (laughs) it sort of moves me away from thinking or from knowing exactly that it's not about me knowing, it's it's about me seeing it happen. So yeah, between two to 5%, I would expose myself, uh, prepare and depending as well as to how the market moves, when it corrects, makes breakouts, Maybe I might get involved, maybe I might not. However, I prefer to get involved in with one position and just let it run. Mm As soon as I see that we are breaking structures, we are breaking structures, there are rules in terms of how do I place my stop-loss. So Mm -hmm. if I get involved in a trade and it hasn't maybe broken the structure, I might still be having that that stop-loss positioned the way it was initially. And when i see that the market is really moving that's when i start moving to break okay. and i just let it run and i i become very patient with my trade sometimes i hold for a week two weeks uh i think it's the most that i've done mm-hmm. um yeah but i haven't really like done three weeks or or a month i'm still working on that
0: okay. so 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 you mentioned that you you, you, you like um letting your your, your winners run um, do you add into the in, into your winning positions, and if so, what what informs you to okay now I need to add into this position? And also, yeah. uh, um, how do you handle exits once you once you're in the trade? Do you do you um, take profits at profits or losses at predefined levels, or are you flexible with 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 those?
1: Okay. Um, the first question, Mark. I, I... I had to understand market structure, right? Mm-hmm. And as soon as I did that, um, it was part of a way that informs how do I manage my trades. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, like I mentioned, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hand, uh, manage a trade when I haven't seen that it has uh, surpassed certain levels and so on and so forth, right? So once it has broken market structure, that's when I will start moving my stop loss. Mm-hmm. My stop loss often, it's a few peeps just above um, a break even because I know that when, when it has moved in the way that I expect it to or in a way that it informs me to, to move my stop loss, the likelihood of it coming back is very slim as compared mm-hmm. to, to it continuing, Right. Uh Um, sometimes it does come back, but I, 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 that's where like the lessons come. It's not a loss. Even if it was in profit, good profit and it comes back, then it was not a loss. It's just another lesson that teaches me that this thing can actually happen in this way. in a, a, when I add positions, I hardly do, but when I do, because of, I'm looking at also certain Demand zones, whether they are minor demand zones or supply zones, or whether they are like continuation, uh, because obviously supply and demand has its own zones and they are called vessels and they those that are continuation. If there is um, any zone that is like continuation and it really gives me uh, a confluence mm-hmm. to get involved there, I would. Um, however, I would lessen my, my exposure. Because that what that does is that if it goes against me, then it means I have pretty much a, a bit lost. And also that sometimes impacts my 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 stop loss positioning. Because mm-hmm. once I have placed another trade, then both positions need to be on the latest stop loss. And of which sometimes it might cut out on the potential returns or profits that I would have realized if I had just one trade that I had a, a, a good risk reward with. Yeah. Uh, in terms of um, TPs, TPs are, are always uh, I always anticipate uh, positions that I would like to get involved in, mm-hmm. and uh, I really place my trades in that way. Um, when I have set out exactly how I see this trade, I am going to play it like that without tempering with it. Okay. unless, unless I start seeing some signals or, or, or patterns of reversal and where it's necessary for me I do take my profits manually where mm-hmm. it's not I let that the I let the market um, go for the price and tp from there but on a, if I were to compare between the two often than not I take my my profits manually than having the tp to hit
0: okay got gotcha, you gotcha you know in in your in your previous response you mentioned uh confidence you know to 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 your credit and, and you know you did you do you did say that you use the the word um, quite lightly. and and I found that you know in, in many traders they they tend to increase their risk pay because of you know as you say confidence you know in 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 your uh, um, uh, opinion or in, in your strategy or in your rules, what informs um, that confidence to say, okay, uh, on this particular trade, I'm risking, you know, the max I can on a trade, which is, you know, in, in, in your case, 5% or in this particular trade, I'm risking 2% because, you know, in my mind, whether, whether you're confident or not, the outcome of that one trade is still as random as uh, um, you know the trade that you were low on confidence in so in, in in your instance what what informs the that confidence is it perhaps a run of 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 winning trades or losing trades prior to to, to taking that trade or uh is it a, a combination of confirmation uh, um setups that that you see in the market
1: yeah so um for me it, it really doesn't come with other trades that are running um mm. uh, but it has to do much more with that particular instrument or, 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 or forex pair, um, the amount of, or rather, how much of in, uh, confluence comes with that particular level that I want to get involved in. And also, if I see that it's going to give me a good um, risk reward ratio, uh, I might... Um, Really increase, for instance, let's say I'm getting involved in a position and I see that if I were to risk here, yeah, if it goes against me, it's 100 pips. Mm-hmm. That would be treated differently um, to the one that when it goes against me, it's like 50 pips or 30 pips. Because yeah. there are those that you like when you get involved, you see that the only time that the market will change its structure. I nullify the view that you have or the outlook that you have mm-hmm. to when it has broken this level. So <clears throat> sometimes the confidence of, of increasing my exposure comes with that. If I oh. see that, yeah, if I see that the risk, the risk is not as heavy as, 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 as other trades, then I would really get involved quite um, with my max type of exposure. Uh, but if not, I would just let it go. Initially oh. in my past life, <laughs> it would be it would be my if I seen Jabulo also having a trade like that or say sell this particular pair without even seeing what he he has seen, uh, I'll just go in and really expose myself pretty much in a way that I shouldn't. So I have worked on that. So for me it's all about what am I seeing? What is the chart showing me? What are the candles saying to me? And I go with that.
0: Oh, so so so. If your stop is tight enough, you would you know increase that risk a little bit.
1: Yeah, I would because, uh, yeah, I would. Okay,
0: so um, uh, you 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 uh, um, you're trading forex and and forex is um a, a continuous market. How how do you handle overnight risk and and when 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 you're holding positions for you know three four five weeks, uh, as the case may be.
1: Yeah, actually, bringing uh, some memories. Or rather,
0: rather, how do you sleep well at night?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. You're bringing up some um, some some dead men. I remember this one night. I think it was last year. If I'm not mistaken. No, it was the year before. I was trading nicely. Um, um, NZD cross pairs. I think I had quite three of them. Um that's a huge exposure to one particular currency, which was New Zealand dollar. And it was okay. It was moving and it was moving for me. And I was in good profits. Then I slept. I didn't have a problem. I didn't have the thing that says uh anxiety. And I think I was well in trading at that time to understand that you know whatever that happens, happens. However, that particular night I was not ready for what was, up, was about to happen. There were interest rates releases for, 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 for New Zealand. Another time I was, I, I'm, I don't really rely much on what economic news are happening. And um, today what is being released and so on and so forth. So I would just trade based on what I, I would really confine myself to the technical way of trading. Right, so that night I slept in good profits. I was like, no, I'm just gonna let my trades. I'll wake up in really good profits. Little did I know that the way interest rates around 1 a.m. 2 a.m. I was asleep, and normally I would wake up around 3. My sleep break. When I woke up, it was all red, all red, and I panicked, I panicked, I panicked. I was like. We are no longer in floating profits. Now we are in floating losses. Should I close? It means I'm accepting that I'm taking this loss. And the back of my mind, I'm like, you know what? The market doesn't move in a straight line. It reverses. It goes forward, impulsive reverses, and so on and so forth. I'm like, let me sleep. I'll see it in the morning. Probably it would have reversed. Even if it's small wins, I'll just take that and move out. I didn't do that. Then I had to take the loss. Um, it was quite a lot of money at that time. I think that the, the rent was also the exchange rate between the rent and the dollar was pretty high at that time of 17 rents, 18 rands at that time. So when I calculated how much I had lost in a day and the fact that I had to make peace with that was a wake-up call for me. That um, you don't want yourself looking at your phone. And I'm coming to the night part mm-hmm. constantly during the day. So I started having a routine that once I have placed a trade, or if I have running trade, I give myself four hours. Because of the trade that I am, I'm giving myself four hours. That's the next time that I would open my MT4, MT5. And I started automatizing into that routine and eventually became less and less now. Like I would open my trades and just let them during the day and go and hang with people and do whatever that I want to do without really constantly opening the the phone and the empties. uh, Besides maybe if someone like my my, my friend who I trade with telling me that look at this particular pair, we might have an opportunity to get involved here. Mm -hmm. And that also transitioned into the night. Um, like I said, how I manage my trades, if I have a running trade, if I'm placing it at that time, um, the, the expected stop loss um, or rather losses would be based on the stop loss. And if it moves in a particular um, direction or my, in, in my favor, in a way that breaks structures, um, depending on lower time frames, then I would move my stop losses to um, break even. And if it goes against me, then I would have obviously not lost anything. Uh, But if it goes with me, then it goes with me. And that has really removed me and my Mm emotions into the Forex market as it runs and disturbing my my, my life as I live it, my livelihood. So that's how I've always managed it. Even now, um, that's how I go with it. Before I sleep, I open my trade my, my chart for the last time. I sleep. When I wake up, the first thing I'll open, okay? And that's it.
0: Okay. At least knowing that your 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 stop losses are in place. And if 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 anything happens, um you'll be hit at your predefined calculated loss.
1: Yeah. I think at some point, Jabs, if I can add this, I think at some point I had to realize that it's all in my and once I can control what I think about certain things and how they they rule me or push me to do certain things, that's when I can be able to to focus to accept that a loss will be realized. It's not always that I will win. Um, wins will happen, and it's not always that there would be also losses. You know, so it's always that balance. But that balance, when it happens, you you have to know exactly that between the two sides, if you were to experience either of them because of how the market runs, Mm -hmm. how much of your balance would really get affected by that? So and I decided that when it's losses, I don't want my balance to get really affected. But when it's wins, that's when I want it to be affected and to grow and grow and grow. So I'm really, I'm really, um, um, quite specific in how I follow my stop losses and and and, and risk management and also um, exposure to the market and controlling all those things because sometimes you become so impatient. You, know? um, you can have really 70% retracement of your trade. But if you had told yourself that if this trade, if I were to exit this trade, it's only when it taken me with stop loss, either on the expected loss or on BE, Even if it retraces the 20% or 80%, then I'm watching it. I'll never be shaken to close it manually. I'd rather be taken out by the market.
0: Yeah, okay, got you, got you, man. Um, uh, 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 Is is your uh, long-term discretionary investment portfolio uh, uh, any different or impacted in any way by... Technical analysis that you make in the in the markets or those are two just um, distinct portfolios and are not inter interrelated.
1: Um, be, be, uh, they are in a way um, because I would look at. I have started actually, and and I would be honest with you. You are one of the influences that that made me to start looking at that. Although I know that. Perhaps in, in your sense, because or rather what I'm exposed to. When I see your 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 charts um, from the, from them, from 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 all the platforms mm-hmm. that you are trading them, right? But also that would uh, that in itself, because of <clears throat> I could see that chart patterns happen even in that. It also gave me that thinking that. Perhaps before we can get involved, even if it's for investing. Let's rather wait for certain levels so that would be good for buy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so it does to a some extent, um, but to, to yeah, it's not really that 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 much because I started last year and I was quite surprised when when I looked at my portfolio and I've seen that it has grown by forty three percent and I was shocked. I was like, wow, uh, that's not a bad start. So. I don't apply the very same rules that i apply on my on my on my investments but in terms of looking at the charts i don't just fly into buying things when i don't know why am i buying them and obviously different approach also requires um in terms of investing it requires a different approach where you have to really look into the company that you're buying in as to what is happening what are the new things. Um, because you might be buy, buying into something that will never exist in the long run or in a few. So that has taken me back in looking at some fundamentals. And yeah, for, for that only, I do that. So different strategies and approaches um, is what I come forth with when I do the investing and the trading.
0: Oh, okay, got you. And, and you know, throughout our conversation, I'm, I'm picking up that uh, one of the key... Uh, um, shifts that 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 you've made was more psychological than technical. What what made you realize that um, your edge or your holy grail is more cent, uh, centered around the 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 change in how you approach the, micro- the market psychologically?
1: Yeah, two two things I think, or rather three things that I would say. Uh, and it, it was largely because of where I was exposed um, The people that saw trading. Um, one would be um, the, the community, the Forex community that I was in. And, you know, in as much as they say we are a community, and we are doing this and that. The sense there is that it's all on you whether you've taken the trade or not, it's all on you. Whether you've won or managed it well or lost, it's still all on, on you. Whether you understood what the chart was or didn't, <laughs> it's still all on you. And what also added to, to, to that, because subsequent to that, I met my my, my my friend Russ, he constantly said, guys, it's always on you. Trading is a loner's journey. You will, even if we are, going to learn from the same cause, the, the approach and application of certain things is all on you because that subjectivity will also come. Always, you won't always try to be as objective as you can, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and even with my friends, my close friends, I, I constantly tell them and remind them that guys, it's all on you. I might tell you that I found this and that, or maybe I've realized this and that. If you're thinking towards it, doesn't translate to what I'm saying, you are likely not to take it. And I have accepted that in as much as I feel like I could have control over certain things. But you you get to to understand that you have to accept some level that there are certain things that are in your control Mm -hmm. and there are certain things that are not in your control. And how I had to understand that is that I, 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 I do sometimes read a few books and um, Sun Tzu uh, says, I think there's a quote that you you know yourself and you know the enemy and a lot of battles will be born so I had to learn and understand how the market operates even though I don't understand it in its entirety but towards me I had to understand what that is right um, and how it works and how it can affect me and look into myself and say, in understanding how the works and how it can affect me, what is it that I am going to do to win a lot of battles that I might come to the cross with? Oh. You get what I mean? So um, there's a point again that I would like to emphasize on that point um, that I just mentioned. You know, in, 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 in mathematics and physics, you would remember that when they teach you an equation, Um, they will first make you understand it. And by the time they examine you about understanding that equation, they won't give it as they did or how they taught you at that particular moment. They would try and make you find something that you were not used to find or maybe a, a, a variable that you were not used to into finding. So I had to understand things in that way that once I understand how everything works, How do I make it work for me? And for me, I understood that everything is just in my head. Uh, Being influenced by other external traders. that is in my head. Being able to control what I do with my money and my trades, it's all in my head. Whatever that I'm likely to realize, whether it's the the returns or the rewards or the risk, also should be shaped by my head. Because if I... um, uh outsource my thinking if i relieve myself from some of the responsibilities i'm likely not to know myself in the long run and that's what you need to remain consistent in this whole thing in term trading okay yeah you know i i
0: like your response quite a lot um especially the part where you talk about taking responsibility for for your actions yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, in, in many books that I've read on, on trading, you know, that's one of the key things that they try to drive home in some, uh, um, you know, taking responsibility of, of, your, of your actions in the market because, you know, it's it's true what they, it's really true what they say, um, you know, nothing starts until you make it start and nothing stops until you make it stop. And how big or small the impact um, that, you uh, experience will have on you in terms of your 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 bottom line is also entirely dependent on you um what which which on your trading which parts are you uh, um you know taking responsibilities for and which parts are you not taking responsibilities uh, for uh, in other words which, which what what are some of the things that um you don't you, you don't beat yourself up on um, you take it as you know that that's that's what the market does or whatever the case may be. And what are some of the parts where you really, be, um, you know, as you as you said earlier, critique critique yourself in terms of okay, I'm taking responsibility for this because I did one two three wrong.
1: Yeah, um, I think where I take a lot of responsibility would be. Um, First and foremost, obviously, because of you, 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 I do like uh, top down analysis. Sometimes I will be lazy and, and not really do it in the way that my plan requires me to, and I would miss a few info, um, some of a few information that is available on the chart, right? And that also puts me in a position where the market goes against me, and I would self-critic, and I'd say, but. You didn't do what you needed to do. You didn't label the things that you were supposed to label. That's why you couldn't see them. And even when it went against you, you are the one who's responsible. Now you've lost all this money because of your negligence and stuff like that. Next time, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, Where I would never take responsibility is as in how the market moves. Um, I have absolutely no control over that. Uh, I'm just getting involved in what I think is likely to happen. So it's just all about probabilities. And when it's not the one that I had anticipated, definitely would be the opposite of it. So in that sense, for me, the things that I am able to control or that I have large, uh, serious control in, um, that's where when I haven't done them, I would really self-critique. But those that I know that I have absolute no control on, mm-hmm. I would just let them be as they should. More like your, your market moves, manipulations, news releases. I don't decide what interest rate should be in a <laughs> particular country and how, how the investors must react to that, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, frenzies, you know, sometimes you see market frenzies happening where people are just buying this and buying that. But if I know I have no, I've never had any interest in buying uh, these other, when the market was really moving in funny movements uh, in the last few weeks, I, I had no interest in all those companies and how people were deciding to buy into them. So I had control over that and I wouldn't expose myself to the market because I had no interest and in any understanding. I would read as to what are people doing. But because it had nothing to do with my objectives, I I let it slide. Um, But those that I have no control over, definitely I'll never self-critique myself on them. So that's how I move.
0: Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. That's uh, that's quite interesting. Um, Do you still uh, emotionally, uh, from an emotional perspective, you know, feel elated whenever you find yourself in a winning position or... uh, um, uh, you know, deflated or, <laughs> for lack of a better term, when you find yourself yeah. in a losing position? Do still, yeah. Do you still feel happy or sad, you know, as the case may be? Or it's just now part of, like, you know,
1: ah. part of the probabilities that... I think I think, think, I, I think it's, it goes both ways. In jabs. Uh, there are days where, when you're having consistent wins, you're like, oh, nice. It's pretty nice, you know, and you constantly... Um, <laughs> moving money and you're still continuing with you know, your, your account as healthy as it could be mm-hmm. at that time. That, that's very nice, you know? Um, and where you make losses, uh, I think I, I, I take them with a pinch of salt. Um, losses are not nice. No one wants to realize <laughs> them, but the reality is that we will all have to realize them um, as they come. So, yeah. Um, but I do get excited. Uh, actually, this would be the first time that I sort of publicly show that I trade and everything like that. And I think this is one, um, the reason why I'm mentioning this, I want to take it back to, your, to some of the questions that you asked about the psychology. Mm-hmm. So part of my, in, in my my psychology, literally few people maybe i could count them in in my in one hand knew that i do trade and that has taught me in how i see other people like sharing your profits sharing your setups and everything like that so all the time it was more of a a closed system and close to myself and i think that also helped me control that i'm not proving any point to anyone this mm-hmm. is all about me. And whatever that is going to happen here, it's all about you. And those that are close to me, That are those are fellow traders, because they know how this thing works. Even when I tell them, I say, hey, I have lost, I've lost so much amount of money, they would understand and say, hey, reflect and see why you lost. So that helped me as well in, in terms of um, controlling my, 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 my psychology and, and, and risk exposure.
0: Oh, okay. Got you, got you. Um, lastly, man, before I let you go, what are, what are some of the uh, resources that you still, or content that you still consume in order to improve your trading?
1: Um, I do get in, involved in groups that normally trade my strategies. Um, set and forget your HLZ, your Hanzos, Communities that are free, that people are exchanging information, you learn a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, I read books about obviously the psychology. Um, I remember in one community they were they given us. Um, there was a book about poker, um, but it was not really related to trading, but the, the principles and the, how you would work on your psychology really involved or could also come in hand in hand with trading so I I, I even go back even to the old books um, the ones that I've read um, old videos that I have actually had sometimes I, f- I try to put myself in a position where I'm trying to teach someone
0: uh, mm. because
1: when I'm constantly telling myself I feel like I know everything hence I sometimes need like Um, um, plotting certain things but when you feel like you're teaching someone something you you become so firm in your basics and you always build on that so with my basics I never let go of those Um, I'll never get in the traders until it touches on my basics. my basics. so I still read old material that I read before maybe Mm -hmm. I couldn't have I didn't have the proper understanding back then and maybe now I might Sometimes even when I make losses, you know, losses sometimes will take you back to your material.
0: <laughs> so I would go
1: back to my I would go back to my material and be like, yo, that was a heavy loss. Why did it happen? So the answers sometimes are also in some of the information that you've neglected when you were looking at the particular book of your strategy or the notes that you've made or the videos that you have. So I still look into that and new, new, new information, understanding other strategies. I'm still trying to understand uh how the entire Elliot wave counting works in as much as i'm not really interested in it say or maybe it's really important in my strategy mm-hmm. but having to understand it um so i i like more of knowing one thing about everything than everything about one thing i think everything about one thing would limit you. Even when I come across someone, I can have a conversation based on what they know.
0: No. But when
1: I have at least a, a single thing that I can say toward them, that can help us maintain that conversation. So I, I take that in, in most of, 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 of <clears throat> most parts of my life that I try to, to keep myself as informed as I can, even with other things that are unrelated to, to, my, to my strategy, uh, with oh. the hope that it will add some value.
0: Okay, gotcha, man. gotcha. And what, what? are some of your your? Uh, firstly, is is the book you're referring to Thinking in Bets, the one about poker? poker.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 using the but let me check let me check because the title sometimes
0: because okay. I hear I, uh, haven't, I haven't read that book, but I hear it's one of the um one of the non trading books that helps traders a lot.
1: Thinking in Bets. Yes, yes, yes. So I have read um. Um, two. I've read three books. One was by Ryan Holiday. Um, it's called "Ego Is the Enemy," mm-hmm. right? Um, it has nothing to do with trading. It's just about life and how you should carry yourself. Um, but it also adds that you shouldn't like feel like you are a big man, or even the smallest hands re- that you see. Even if you're making a thousand rents today. Yeah. Don't ever think that you are superior then just remain as humble as you can because it might um, derail you from seeing the bigger picture because of whatever that you realize now. Wow. Um, The two books that I got from the community was The Mental Game of Poker mm-hmm. and The Mental Game of Poker 2. Yeah. yeah okay. So those are the two books that I I, I haven't finished. Uh, when I look at my phone now, I, see, uh, I think mm-hmm. I'm doing in in each book so i still have to continue because i i read quite a lot of books sometimes it goes with what i feel like okay. at that time so yeah i have to really finish them but uh, with the amount of information that i have um read now from those books i i could see where it's really pushing sometimes i watch videos um, because yeah a book sometimes can be tiring as compared to to, to watching videos uh, you might crap a lot with videos and books. So, yeah, that's me. Okay, cool. Now, nah, we'll, we'll, we'll park it here.
0: Thank you very much for your time. I really, really appreciate I it. I really um, appreciate it. Um, is there anything you want to add before we close?
1: No, I, for me, there's really nothing, um, except that I appreciate the time that you also afforded me. I think this is a really good platform um, that people can, can, can rely on and sort of be able to be realistic about things because much more what we share here it's all about our personal experiences and often the lot when someone starts in, in in trading they never get to get that opportunity um you know sometimes experiences should not be first hand uh, even when you share a story of someone it can help you that you really look away from all those things that might find you uh, in a bad state in terms of losing your money, blowing accounts, um, uh, poor risk management. So you might have a better footing as compared to us that are sharing stories now in terms of how do you get involved in this industry. A lot of people say it's all about scamming and so on and so forth. And I, for me, I think it should be understood why people come from that. But at the same time, the very same people have that responsibility. Of doing research and understanding how things work and how things are done. And I think your platform part forms part of that um, um, research where people, when they do it, they would come across this and understand that this is a real thing. It works. You should know yourself and why you're in it. Um, what are the reasons you are in it? And what are the things that you would avoid based on the knowledge that the people have shared here? Thank you, Jobs.
0: All right. Now, thank you very much, man, for your time. I really, really appreciate it. And I really enjoyed this conversation and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I as I yeah, did. Yeah, I did. I
1: did. I did
0: yeah with that being said man that's it for the show this week thank you for hanging with us thank you cool for your time um be sure not to miss another episode of the village trader podcast um do we by subscribing on your favorite podcatcher we everywhere we put good well if i can find some words we are everywhere where good podcasts are aggregated um and do join uh, do join us this evening as you're listening on wednesday um, someone brown, brown and myself are doing a follow of the trader series with think markets um, that's happening on uh, at 5 30 every wednesday evening i'll leave the link to that um in the show notes below um yeah, thank you for thank you kulu for your time and thank you for listening check you next time with the Trader. cheers <laughs>